Hello, Night's History Cast listeners. Special announcement. For the next few weeks, the Night's History Cast feed will turn into a narrative podcast series titled the 2023 UCF VOP Institute Podcast Series, which is brought to you by UCF's Veterans Legacy Program, a partnership with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, National Cemetery Administration. Night's History Cast has never seen a narrative podcast series in its feed, and I'm really excited that the UCF VOP team and I are the first ones to do so. It's definitely a worthy one. So please check it out. This is something that has never been done on Night's History Cast. Honestly, has probably never been done in the UCF Department of History. This was one of the biggest projects that I was working on all summer. Definitely one of the biggest projects occurring in the Department of History at UCF. And, and it's finally here. And I can't wait for you all to listen. So please stay tuned and enjoy. Thank you. One of the things that was probably most impactful to me and really drove the point home of why we're doing this was Dr. Lyons mentioned that one of her students was doing their undergrad and researching and got contacted that their uncle was found, the remains were found, and I guess the family was not aware of this person. They had forgotten them. Uh, And so that really was impactful to me thinking that I'm writing this veteran legacy bio to bring this person back to life and I couldn't imagine there being a family member of my own that I wouldn't be aware of. Um, So just, you know, I really want to try to honor the veteran that I'm tasked with. I didn't come into it expecting to get as much information and knowledge and and experience that I did and Alicia and Heaven are have you know when we're we're listening to to them give their their presentations they're sitting there and and have said you know did you take all the notes because I'm sitting here and I'm taking notes and I'm taking pictures so I can get the notes and and because I, I just want to get as much as I can. I want to be able to walk away and, and say, okay, I got everything that, that I needed to get and I'm not going to forget it. Well, and I have to also say, I've just been blown away by the, the knowledge and the skill of not just, you know, Dr. Gannon and not just, you know, Dr. Lyons, but all of the UCF students that they have brought yeah, along everyone. who have been mentoring, I don't know about you, but they have been mentoring and coaching and keeping propping me up when I just right. am not sure what to do next and how to use these tools. They have been phenomenal. There hasn't yeah. been one aspect of this that I've walked away from and said, you know, I wish I got a little bit more. I, I everything, every speaker that they've brought in, every presentation that they've made has been just top notch and and I agree. given me more than than I could have asked for. And even like as a history teacher, we have so many like um, of these type of institutes that teach us more about how to teach, but not as how like to develop your history. We should be learning history and especially things that we don't talk about, military history, just as much as we're learning these institutes of how to teach. We don't really get those type of knowledgeable institutes like this. Welcome to the 2023 UCF Veterans Legacy Program, VOP for short, Institute Podcast Series. I'm Sebastian Garcia, a graduate history student and history podcaster for the University of Central Florida Department of History. 
and I'll be your host during this 10-episode podcast series. During the next few weeks, you'll be immersed in the world of veterans' history. From learning about the individual who gave their life in service of this country, to seeing how educators, graduate students, university professors, and K-12 teachers honor and memorialize their service with powerful pedagogical teaching methods so that the legacy of these veterans can be appreciated and shared for generations to come. No, this series is not tailored to just the people in the academy, professors, students, and educators. In fact, it's actually made for folks like you and me. Well, me when I'm not in school or working. In other words, this is for the general public. You see, before meeting Dr. Amelia Lyons, an associate professor of history at UCF and a director of UCF's Veterans Legacy Program in November 2022, I had little knowledge of the individual veteran who served, let alone ones right here in our backyard. I was proficient in the history of American warfare. I could tell you dates, timelines, belligerence, context, and a heartbeat, but not on the living human being who experienced it and made the ultimate sacrifice. And those words, ultimate sacrifice, are always associated when talking about veterans, as it rightfully should. What is that sacrifice exactly? Why and how does it come about? And what is the impact of that sacrifice decades, in some cases centuries, later on the veteran's family and everyone else like us enjoying this country's liberties and freedoms because of it. It's challenging to grasp the weight of these questions in history textbooks that often concentrate on dates, periods, statistics, and big-name government figures. This traditional style of learning grossly overlooks the personal, the emotional, and the human, reducing the saying of ultimate sacrifice as a mere colloquial, almost trivial statement, something you say because it's the right thing to do but not truly understanding the value and significance it holds. The UCF VOP Institute, and thus this podcast series, explore these main questions by situating the individual veteran front and center through remarkably innovative teaching methods that do not undercut that sacrifice, but in fact, allow you to develop a fundamental understanding and appreciation for it. The primary tools used to build this knowledge and appreciation are extensive biographies of their lives, crafted by primary sources, a unique and engaging field trip to a national cemetery, to feel the history and profoundly connect with the veterans, and a lesson plan for K-12 educators that intuitively interweaves the individual veteran within the context of American history and into the local histories of their communities in which they lived. Because that's how it actually happened. These veterans did not exist in a vacuum. They are not mere statistics after the fact. They lived, breathed, and were part of the past, and because of their choices, made the history we all learn today a reality. When the National Cemetery Administration, NCA, a division of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, VA, more on them in just a moment, established the Veterans Legacy Program on Memorial Day 2016, its mission was clearly stated, quote, to memorialize veterans' service to the nation by telling their stories. The effort seeks to engage educators, students, and the general public to build an appreciation of what earlier generations have given to the nation and help us understand why this ground national cemeteries is set aside as national shrines and tribute to the gallant dead. Using educational resources such as lesson plans, interactive maps, and short video vignettes, NCA seeks to engage the general public, students, and educators. End quote. Coming from the NCA themselves, the VOP, and this podcast series, like I said, are for folks like you and me. Today, 
The National Cemetery Administration is one of three federal agencies that manage national cemeteries in the United States. Of the three, the NCA currently oversees 155 national cemeteries. In addition to administrating and maintaining these, quote, national shrines that commemorate veterans' service and sacrifice to our nation, end quote, the NCA also grants headstones, markers, medallions, and presidential memorial certificates for qualified veterans. Its staff meticulously cares for our veterans by keeping our national cemeteries in pristine condition. Visit one, you'll see. The National Cemetery Administration wasn't always part of the VA. In fact, it's significantly older than the agency. Also, it wasn't even called the National Cemetery Administration until 1998. As I said earlier, in this podcast series, you'll be fully immersed in the world of veterans' history. This starts now, right here in the prologue. I won't leave you to dry when I throw what seems like a confusing bowl of alphabet soup. VA, NCA, VOP, UCF. Okay, you knew the last one. But I'll explain to you what these agencies slash programs are, how they're interconnected, and how the UCF VOP and this podcast series came about because of that collaboration. Let's go chronologically, of course, and start with what is now called the National Cemetery Administration. The origins of national cemeteries, administrating, managing, and establishing a network of them in the United States date back to the Civil War. The U.S. Army was not only in charge of troops in life, but also in death, and on September 11, 1861, the former U.S. War Department formally issued General Orders No. 75, which specified that the Quartermaster General of the United States Army was responsible for providing, quote, proper means for a registered headboard to be secured at the head of each soldier's grave, end quote, and to keep burial records of deceased soldiers. This was taken a step further when on April 3, 1862, the U.S. Army Adjunct General's Office issued General Orders No. 33, which, quote, in order to secure as far as possible, the decent interment of those who have fallen or may fall in battle, it is made the duty of commanding generals to lay off lots of ground in some suitable spot near every battlefield. End quote. With the war ranging and more soldiers dying, on July 17, 1862, Congress legislated Omnibus Act Public Law 165, which enabled President Lincoln to quote, purchase cemetery grounds and cause them to be securely enclosed, to be used as a national cemetery for the soldiers who shall die in the service of the country, end quote. Historically, more soldiers died of disease than in infighting combat. Thus, the first national cemeteries established were near military hospitals, such as the Alexandria National Cemetery in Alexandria, Virginia. On February 22, 1865, almost two years after the end of the Civil War, Congress approved Public Law 37, titled An Act to Establish and Protect National Cemeteries, also known as the National Cemetery Act of 1867, which was the first law to develop national cemeteries in a significantly financial way. The law designated $750,000, approximately $15.5 million today, to purchase land, construct perimeter walls, mark burials with permanent headstones, and build superintendent lodges inside the cemeteries. Superintendent was the title given to the person in charge of overseeing that cemetery. These were usually disabled Civil War vets. Part of the funding also went to pay these superintendents. I also want to note that the formal and pristine condition of national cemeteries began in the Civil War era, 
including the famous marble headstone arrangement that truly distinguishes them from other burial grounds. 19th century American landscape architect Frederick Law Olmsted proposed that national cemeteries, quote, should be studiously simple with the main object to establish permanent dignity and tranquility, a sacred grove, end quote. His vision can undoubtedly be seen in national cemeteries today, including the one we'll visit later in this series, the St. Augustine National Cemetery. At the dawn of the 20th century, the U.S. Army was responsible for approximately 72 national cemeteries, a vast increase from the original 12 established from the Omnibus Act Public Law 165 of 1862. The enormity of both world wars dramatically advanced national cemeteries to honor the sacrifice and scale of veterans who served in those wars. This included new marble upright headstones and an optional emblem of belief. From the end of World War II to the late 1960s, the U.S. Army established its final national cemeteries. By the way, this era of cemeteries was the last to feature the lodging structure for those superintendents I mentioned earlier, since they were no longer required to live on location by this time. On March 18, 1968, President Lyndon B. Johnson sent a report to Congress that assessed all veterans' programs, including cemeteries. From the findings of this report, the National Cemeteries Act of 1973 was officially signed into law on June 18, 1973, 106 years after the first National Cemetery Act that provided the initial funding to catalyze the network to what it was at that moment. This 1973 law officially transferred all 82 national cemeteries from the U.S. Army to what was at the time called the Veterans Administration, which, side note, was established in 1930. The Army did retain two national cemeteries that it still oversees today, Arlington National Cemetery and Soldiers and Sailors Home National Cemetery, both in Washington, D.C. On March 15, 1989, the Veterans Administration was promoted from a federal administration to a cabinet-level agency, and with that designation, it was newly named to what it is today, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Nine years later, on November 11, 1998, the at the time 137-year-old National Cemetery System was redesignated as the National Cemetery Administration, NCA. Today, the NCA manages 155 national cemeteries spanning 23,000 acres. Given its extensive history, several NCA cemeteries are on the National Register of Historic Places. Ultimately, the NCA provides a landscape to eternally honor and memorialize veterans who gave their lives to our nation. So we've digested two major ingredients from the alphabet soup I mentioned earlier, VA, Veterans Affair, and NCA, National Cemetery Administration. Let's adjust our palate to the more savory ingredients from the soup, UCF VLP, and how the VA's National Cemetery Administration provided the model for such a transformative program to exist. As I stated earlier, the NCA established the Veterans Legacy Program on Memorial Day 2016 to, quote, fulfill our mission to memorialize veterans in perpetuity and to do that in innovative and engaging ways, end quote. This is accomplished by creating partnerships at the university and subsequently K-12 levels that connect educators, students, and the public with history through the diverse veteran experience. Each university develops a uniquely robust educational program focused on researching the lives of veterans enshrined in their local VA NCA national cemeteries. From there, universities collaborate with local K-12 schools and educators to expand the research program to K-12 students. As a result, educators, students, and the public 
construct a complete understanding of veterans, who they were before the war, where they lived, their relationships, where they went to school, what jobs they had, their experience in war, that ultimate sacrifice, and for those that returned home, the outstanding contributions they made to their local communities. Here's Dr. Amelia Lyons, director of UCF VOP, emphasizing that last point and how it's crucial to keep that in mind when teaching veterans history. You know, since the NCA's mission is to memorialize veterans and this program is to extend that memorialization, I think at UCF we do that in a number of ways. Our stories about veterans tell that story of that person before the war during the war, if they serve in war, and after when they come back and continue to make a commitment to and serve their communities as veterans. And and so we get to bring these stories to that local level, how, for example, a World War II veteran, an African-American, contributes to the civil rights movement in his community after he returns from service. Um, we get to tell those stories for that entire arc, and they are local in that way. They connect to the communities, and they help the students, the K-12 students and our own students at UCF, see themselves in these veterans. There's a lot of um, discussion about veterans and veterans who uh, are combat veterans, and, and, and sometimes there's comments about veterans who don't serve in combat not really being veterans. And I think it's certainly we revere those who serve in combat, those who make the ultimate sacrifice. And we have stories that we tell of combat veterans who die in service and combat veterans who return. And and those are incredibly powerful stories. Very often as well, those kinds of stories are powerful to UCF students because if they tell the story of someone who dies in combat at the age of 20 or 22, they are hyper aware that this person's life was cut short at the age they are while they're doing this work. So they, those stories are, are very personal to our students. At the same time, I think it's important for us to remember that we also tell the stories of veterans who return from their service, whether they served in combat or whether they served during peacetime. And, you know, as as the mother of someone who is thinking about joining the military in a few years, I want him, if he's going to serve, to serve in peacetime. I don't want him to be in harm's way. And and I, I think it's so important that, that we, we point out how veterans come back from their service, whether combat service or not combat service, and they contribute to their communities, and they continue to tell the stories of our community's history. The very own veterans I've gotten to know through the work of this program, Dr. Barbara Gannon and Jim Stoddard, exemplify how veterans are still making an incredible impact in their local communities. The Veterans Legacy Program Strong Local History Presence is proudly stated on their website. Quote, it is unlike any other federally funded program. VOP is not a national template of work. It is a national model of local engagement. End quote. After experiencing this year's UCF VOP Institute, it's hard to disagree with that bold statement. Remember when I said I had little knowledge of the individual veteran, let alone ones right here in our backyard? That final part of the sentence was intentionally written 
because of the strong local history presence felt during the program. The profound research on veterans' lives formed the program's basis. That research is further developed into other deliverables, such as lesson plans, field trips to a local national cemetery, virtual tours of a local national cemetery, extensive biographies, videos, apps, and other projects that ultimately extend the service of these veterans to this nation by connecting with generations of another era. Us. Talk about memorializing veterans in perpetuity and in innovative and engaging ways. How each specific institution's veterans legacy program gets crafted and developed is up to the collective vision of the principal investigators. P.I. Let's make that the seasoning of our alphabet soup. Thus, every VLP differs across the board. However, these three elements are ubiquitous in all the programs. And I quote, one, funded original research on area veterans in their local national cemetery. Two, research opportunities for undergraduate and graduate students. Three, work that is proudly shared with the local community to memorialize veterans in this new, engaging way. End quote. And as our very own Dr. Barbara Gannon, a full professor of history at UCF and one of the PIs of UCF's VOP, once said, UCF, quote, was made for this program. In 2017, the VA's National Cemetery Administration selected UCF as one of three schools awarded contracts as inaugural VOP partners. Thus, the UCF History Department's Veterans Legacy Program, UCF VLP, was born. The Veterans Legacy Program was uh, created by the National Cemetery Administration, which is part of the VA, and UCF is one of three schools that have been contracted to do work that brings together UCF students and K-12 students. In this case today, we have seventh graders from Davenport School of the Arts in Polk County um, to do research on and about veterans buried at Florida National Cemetery. And that is going to turn into the field trip that we have here today, as well as a website and an app where the general public and uh, K-12 uh, teachers and students can access um, both the biographies that we've created and curricular materials that follow Florida State standards so that it can be... That's Dr. Amelia Lyons speaking at the inaugural UCF VLP trip in 2017. Part of UCF VLP is to have a field trip each year with both UCF professors and students, K-12 teachers and students, and parent chaperones around Memorial Day to honor the veterans they have been researching throughout the academic year. This field trip in 2017 was the official homecoming, if you will, of UCF VLP. It's interesting because each stone is an individual person, but collectively they represent something important, which is veterans and American, both in service and later when they come home and help build America. So it's a combination. You see one person is a life and is important, but collectively what they managed to do together. That's Dr. Barbara Gannon at the inaugural UCF VLP trip in 2017. We have so many veterans from so many generations and there are 135 national cemeteries around the country, about three and a half million veterans. There's a lot of stories and we can't tell all the stories, but we're gonna make an effort and we're gonna show back to the nation that every veteran matters, everybody's contribution matters. And so by taking the time and learning so many stories and making the opportunity to share these stories back, it's a way that our nation is showing that it's making good and it's commitment to memorialize veterans in perpetuity. That's Dr. Bryce Carper, former Education Outreach Programs Officer of VA's NCA at the inaugural UCF VLP trip in 2017. The biggest thing that we can deliver is just an awareness of 
you know, the lives of veterans, um, which we only think of usually in terms of their service in a war, but they, most of them lived long lives and they contributed to um, the country just the same way anybody else did, but with the shared experience of having fought for the country as well. Um, and I think just bringing an awareness to that, um, you know, just helps elevate veteran status, not only when they're fighting, but when they come home as well. That's Mark Barnes a UCF graduate assistant at the inaugural UCF DOP trip in 2017. These field trips, or quote, a day of learning honoring our nation's veterans, end quote, as it's also called, showcase the biographies that dozens of UCF students wrote in undergraduate courses. All UCF VLP's veterans biographies are available for you to read on the website in the biographies tab. Link to the website is in the description of this episode. The COVID-19 pandemic halted the field trips and UCF VOP altogether in 2020 and 2021. The National Cemetery Administration's Veterans Legacy Program is operated by a federal grant awarded from a highly competitive process. The UCF History Department has been a recipient of that grant by consistently pushing the boundaries of what is possible with shrewd, potent, and remarkable research. From biographies, to virtual applications, to highly intuitive digital maps, to curriculum materials, to an educational institute for K-12 teachers to develop this craft, spoiler alert, and to this very own podcast series, the UCF VOP team has maximized the potential of what this program can do from memorializing veterans to future generations of Americans, and showcasing the power of history, historians, and the broader humanities in the real world. I'll be brief. Um, first of all, you, you honored our vision and uh, my thanks to every one of you. My thanks. This program started as an email conversation between Dr. Lyons and I back in, was it October or September? September. She thought, who is this strange guy from VA and what does he want? And uh, what I wanted was just a chance for, you know, for people like you, for students to come out and learn something about the state they're from from another time, from another generation, and just find a way to pass that baton. And so you did that, and you did that with integrity. You did that with character, you did it with honor. And again, thank you for this. Uh, it's a memorable day for all. Congratulations. Those sentiments shared here and in the previous four sound bites are just as strong, arguably stronger, six years later with this year's edition of UCF VOP. So from 2017 to 2019, the UCF VLP team, we focused on doing projects in our undergraduate classrooms with UCF students writing the biographies. And I think over those years, we really perfected a method of doing research on individual veterans and in constructing thoughtful biographies that told an individual's story in context, in context that was local, Florida history, the community that they grew up in within Florida, national, right? Florida is a place of migration, and so there's going to be national context uh, in terms of uh, people moving here, but of course in terms of those larger questions, the Great Depression, um, the the land boom, these kinds of things, um, but also in an international historical context when it's relevant. If someone serves overseas during a conflict, if someone perishes, 
is um, overseas, right? You, you get to tell that story as well. When we returned after COVID, or if, if we're really after COVID, I'm not sure, but sort of, um, Dr. Gannon suggested when we decided to, to go back to VLP and to reapply for a grant, that we shift from writing biographies uh, in our classrooms at UCF to teaching K-12 teachers around the state of Florida how to do this, that we had this method that was terrific and that we could spread around the state. And so, you know, I agreed with her, obviously, and I think it's a great idea. That's Dr. Amelia Lyons again, briefly reflecting on the outcome of this year's UCF VOP Institute. As she alluded, this year's edition of UCF's Veterans Legacy Program differed from previous years. It added a new component to an already impressive body of work, a 10-day workshop for K-12 teachers across Florida held at the historic St. Francis Barracks, the headquarters of the Florida National Guard, and the adjacent St. Augustine National Cemetery. This workshop was officially titled the UCF Veterans Legacy Program Institute, the namesake of this podcast series. UCF faculty and students harnessed their seasoned experience of extensively researching veterans' lives and stories for the development of this institute. In this space, their K-12 partners can vigorously work and develop their crafts of teaching veterans' histories to K-12 students. Hosting the Institute at the Florida National Guard physically embodied the attitude and mindset that was necessary to do the job well done. And what was the job the K-12 teachers had to do exactly? Well, one, research the life of a World War II veteran who died in service during the war and is interred at St. Augustine National Cemetery and use that biography as a model when teaching the students how to complete their veteran bio. Two, construct the mini tour of St. Augustine National Cemetery. The teachers created tours based on several themes, including women. So my group's mini tour is on the Seminole Wars. And something that was very important to us was giving the Seminole perspective on the wars because what they were doing was fighting for their home. And uh, the settlers were the ones that were invading. And often history is told from the white perspective instead. So we wanted to also give a woman's perspective. So we're highlighting some wives that are buried in the cemetery who had, uh, you know, major generals as husbands who fought in the wars. So we wanted to give a lot of different perspective. And that's something I think is essential to bring into the classroom is that there's not just one side of history that there's a million sides to it and it's very nuanced so we're trying to present all of the sides in our short mini tour (laughs) it's a lot to accomplish (laughs) african-americans so heaven and i are in the same group we have african-americans in world war ii and we're kind of on the premise of making our tour for a fourth grade class because another member of our group that's what she taught And well, that's where usually the kids come fourth grade to come to the cemetery and do the field trip. So we're kind of making it and it's you have to explain to the kids what World War Two was, what was going on in America. You have to give them the historical context and then you have to tell them, well, like how the people were behaving and how you have the different nuances between the races and what's going on with all of that. And then the military itself with its own kind of country and you're dealing with being in Europe away from home and how that affects the soldiers and then explaining then our part which African Americans explaining how their plight was in the military and what they had to go through and some of the bad but highlighting some of the good stuff and just explaining to them what happened 
and, you know, their significant role in how that played a part. And conflicts, including the Seminole Wars, Civil War. Mine is actually the Civil War. So obviously ours is definitely a big contrast, you know, about everything that was going on at that time with slavery. And so we, I think we're going to need to include a lot of the background essay for the kids before we're getting into each individual person. We happen to have one of our people is a general and then down to, you know, obviously an African-American. We also have unknown soldiers. So we're going to show like the different, even the different gravestones that they might have being a general as to unknown or African-American or just even if you were white, like what, you know, a general person, not like just a normal person would have. And if you weren't like had a high ranking or anything like that. And the world wars. Three, a lesson plan that fits with their grade and curriculum. Teachers created lessons at the elementary, middle, and high school levels. This year's cohort represented diverse subjects from history and civics to English language arts, JROTC leadership, and even physical education. I am Erica Grant. I'm a physical education teacher. I've been doing that for about 10 years. In all the lessons, the UCF VOP educators incorporated the experience of individual veterans within the context of American history while also adhering to Florida State curriculum standards. And they are available for any teacher to use. So if you're a teacher or know a teacher, you can take a look at the lesson plans on the UCF VOP website. I'll repeat. So if you are a teacher or know a teacher, you can take a look at the lesson plans on the UCF VOP website, which again, the website link is in the description of this episode. Given that most of the teachers are from different parts of the state and teach different grade levels, the product of these three deliverables for every one of them will be specifically tailored to their classroom, making the product vastly engaging, unique, and personal for the teacher and the student. As daunting as learning and executing these three deliverables can be, you will hear throughout this series how UCF VOP alums, faculty, or students were readily available to help with several panel discussions, roundtable discussions, and smaller workshops scheduled throughout the 10-day institute. Yeah, and the other thing is, is it, I, I kind of feel a little overwhelmed. It's like asking someone, <laughs> it's asking someone, you know, to learn in Greek and you've never heard it before. I mean, Ray, you know, you, you speak the language. I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at. So it's kind of training your eye to figure out what it is that you're actually looking at because the military's got all kinds of crazy acronyms and stuff like that. And you're like, I don't even know what it is I'm looking at. So fortunately we do have, you know, experts on site. And so if you have a question, you just say, Hey, what does this mean? And you know, they hook you up. I teach civics. So we deal with a lot of things, but one of the main things we talk about are the amendments and how that takes place. Um, the civil rights amendments, basically. So we're going to, I'm going to be dealing with the 13th, the 15th, the 19th, the 24th and the 26th amendments and kind of showing how the wars and the plight of African-American and Hispanic um, soldiers, because that's the biggest demographic is at my school and the team, they really did a lot of research for us and brought us some like good information. So I'm excited to get to share that with my students and then learning how to actually do the research properly. And, um, even giving that towards my students so that'll help them in other classes. And when they get to high school, they'll have kind of a leg up, 
you know, so they won't have to wait till then to learn it because I've learned it here and I can pass that on to them. So I think this institute is not only giving us information, they're giving us tools, and then there we can pass those on to our kids. In addition, guest speakers were invited to present at some point during the institute to share their expertise and success in researching veterans. Our students have been in the Air Force for about 13 years, and they are there for their intermediate professional military education. It's the first time in their career where they have a whole pretty much a year set to learning more about national security and about air power. And they come in very uh, having a very heritage-centric understanding mm. of air power rather than a history centered one. And what I mean by that is the heritage. They've heard all the... That was one of the guest speakers from which you will hear more about later in this series. Ultimately, these three deliverables will aid the teachers in constructing a comprehensive outlook on the veteran and the history they were responsible for creating. Also, it fulfills the mission of UCF and the broader Veterans Legacy Program. Since this was the first year back after a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19, this year's UCF Veterans Legacy Program has returned with an institute that carried an incredibly fervent energy from the UCF VOP team themselves and from the K-12 educators eager to learn veterans' history from the widely successful and acclaimed pedagogical model developed over the years by the UCF VOP team. When you first get here, you're hearing everybody talk about it, like the, you know, Dr. Lyons, uh, Dr. Giroux, Dr. Gannon, and they're so passionate. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you hated history, I think you, you can't loving it mm -hmm. because they are so passionate and their emotional connection to it all. And you really see as they do this, how important it is to them. And it's kind of infectious, I guess. The people who are coordinating this program, they are so passionate and the way they teach us and help us to understand history has been good. And even the people they brought in, I've loved the sessions, how people showed us their books and just been able to explain what they literally dedicated their life to. Who's going to put that time in? Who's going to put the time in like Dr. True of studying? Who is in the Native Americans that were in there? The fact that she's changed history, she's changed someone's life and not just someone a whole community's life and it's just been so awesome to see so i've really enjoyed it for me honestly i think it was like last week that it really hit me like i get the opportunity to be here and it's just such a pleasure i want everybody to be here. i've enjoyed getting to know other educators who have a passion for history because you kind of get stuck at your school or stuck in your content and seeing elementary school teachers who are actually interested in history and thinking that all elementary school teachers are about reading and math because that's basically what they throw at us reading and math so the history part i you know it's been bouncing ideas off each other but then also connecting with my veteran and being able to like today with the um the headstone rubbing and that i think that kind of was emotional for me because it's like i've been working on this person all week and like i feel like a connection to him because he didn't he wasn't able to have a family he was a young man, and he wasn't at the point in his life where he had a family yet. I mean, he had a family, but I'm saying he didn't have a family of his own. The tears that have already been shed this week. I mean, we always we all feel so close to each other, and the love that Dr. Lyons and Dr. Gannon, you know, and everybody who has for their students, and the love that you guys have for UCF. I mean, 
I want to be a student again and go to UCF. <laughs> yep. I'm like, that I sounds, because I don't remember, when I was in school, I don't know that I had that connection for somebody who loved the subject that much. And it, it seems like so many people have ended up with a history degree when they were going to school for something else because of taking one of their classes. And so I, I feel that connection and I feel that love with the students and the staff. It just, it made me realize that teaching veteran stories is a great way to kind of get into the bigger picture of what's happening in the country or what's happening in the community and kind of teaching those bigger history issues through the very specific veteran. I think it's going to make me a better teacher straight up. It's going to make me more thoughtful about my subject matter. I'm going to include uh, more personal stories. I think my, my kids are going to get um, a great deal out of it and I think it's going to change the way I teach. You know, as a senior leader in the Marine Corps, I was, I was privy to having the ability to look at some of that historical data, but I never connected the dots. Like Anne was saying, it's all the unit stuff we're looking at what the unit did, how the unit fared in that battle, how can we learn from that and move forward. But not once did I ever think about looking at the individuals, even though I led a bunch of Marines, I never once thought about the impact like we're doing right now with the, the individuals that, that were unspoken for. In this podcast series, you will learn about veterans' history. From the individual veterans' lives to the meticulous attention, focus, and effort it takes to digest what you've learned and apply it to a classroom of K-12 students. You will also be transported to St. Augustine, Florida, specifically St. Francis Barracks, again, the headquarters of the Florida National Guard, and the adjacent St. Augustine Natural Cemetery to get intimate and personal with this subject matter. From real-time conversations during the Institute with the K-12 teachers. What drew me is the uniqueness of the program and the focus that it's bringing to our veterans. Um, I come from a family that is full of veterans from the Army. To a history lesson on the historic setting this Institute took place in. It began as a chapel with a friary during the really in the late 1500s, but the buildings that stand today are from the 18th century. To a live capture of the inner workings of a local National Cemetery field trip. There are a number of things you can also do at the start of a field trip that I think help to set that tone. I guess what's most surprising is I'm feeling very emotional. It's a different type of connection than I've had thus far. It feels very real. And I hope that he's appreciating the presence and that I'm doing a good job on this. And much more, all in honor of John Carves, William Emmanuel Carrington, Walter Battenberg, Robert L. Garbett Jr., Garbett, George J. Byers Jr., Thomas, Clarence Elto Patterson Jr., Joseph Knight, Dylan Brooke, Max Denton Jr., Joseph Bunting, Frank L. Spencer, and the rest of the veterans that gave so much more for this country. This is the 2023 UCF VOP Institute Podcast Series. This episode was directed, produced, written, edited, and hosted by me, Sebastian Garcia. Script supervision by Dr. Amelia Lines. Executive producers for this series are me, Sebastian Garcia, and Dr. Amelia Lines. 
A list of sources that I use for this episode can be found at the end of the episode's description under references, including the UCF VOP website, so you could read the veteran biographies and see the educational and other resources posted there. The 2023 UCF VOP Institute podcast series is brought to you by the UCF Department of History and UCS Veterans Legacy Program, a partnership with the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs National Cemetery Administration.